Hi, I'm Kara. Welcome to the Today I Am Enough podcast, where together we learn how to embrace imperfection and the messes that life leaves behind and overcome our shortcomings. Together, we will begin to not only see, but to feel who we truly are and who God created us to be. Let's talk. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 58, where we are going to talk about Rebecca and how she sought Jesus and how we can see God's love for her and for each one of us in the story of scripture. I love the story of Rebecca. I really have enjoyed studying her life and how her life unfolded. I think it's so beautiful. We're going to start off with a quote from Sister Julie B. Beck, and I will have the source linked. This is from a BYU Women's Conference. She said, I have learned that she, Rebecca, was one of the most pivotal and important people in the history of mankind, certainly in the house of Israel. Without a Rebecca, the house of Israel would not have been brought forth. Without a Rebecca, who knew who she was, the house of Israel would not have been brought forth. Without a Rebecca, who knew her responsibilities in the house of Israel, the house would not have come to pass. Without a Rebecca, who knew how to receive revelation, the house of Israel would not have been brought forth. Without a Rebecca, who understood the blessings of the priesthood, the house of Israel would not have been brought forth. So beautiful. I love that she just talks about the things that we learn about Rebecca and the aspects and personality traits and spiritual traits that she has that are so important. So to start the story off, Abraham is getting old and he needs to find Isaac a wife. So he sends his servant to go find a wife at a family member's home. And he tells him that if he doesn't find her, if he prays a specific prayer and doesn't find her, then he can come back and the oath can, it's no longer valid that they make. So the servant goes, he brings 10 camels with him. They go to a well and he prays a really specific prayer that there will be a maiden that comes and offers him a drink and then offers his camels to drink. So camels can drink somewhere in the range of 30 to 35 gallons of water if they're really thirsty. So that's like 300 gallons of water. (laughs) That's a lot. I don't know how much the well bucket held but that's still a lot of water and so Rebecca comes to the well and sees him and offers him a drink and then she doesn't even ask to to have the camels have a drink she just says she'll do it and I'm pretty sure the servant was dumbfounded that his prayer had just been answered word for word exactly like he'd asked and so who knows how long they were there while Rebecca had the camels drink if they were really thirsty they could have been there a really long time and that is a lot of work for her as well so we know that Rebecca is a hard worker and she's kind and willing to serve because she offered a huge service to this servant that she did not know but she followed through with that generous thought so Abraham's servant asks who's how she's from and finds out that she's not married and she says, yes, come stay with us. So she runs and then her brothers come back and her brother comes back and helps with the camels and things. So he gets there and before they start eating dinner, he explains who he is and the prayer he prayed and what happened with Rebecca. He recounts it 
word for word. So the chapter is really long, but it literally repeats itself. So it's important though, which I think is why it's there twice. Her family is happy about the situation and all agree that she should go and be with Isaac. So they eat and go to sleep. And in the morning, the servant wakes up and says that he and Rebecca need to leave. And the family is not prepared for that. They say, we need at least 10 days to get this prepared. But he insists that they need to go. So her family decides to let her make that decision. And in Genesis 24, 58, let's just turn to that. So it says, and they called Rebecca and said unto her, wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. I love that. I love that she is just willing to go. And when I first read that, it just reminded me of Nephi. Like he was willing to go and do what he was asked to do and what he knew was right. And I think we learned that same thing about Rebecca. Okay, so Rebecca's willing to go. And so they send her with her, what's the word that I'm looking for? Her sister her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men all go. And we learn later that her nurse is Deborah, which Deborah is wonderful as well. So she's, she's willing to go without all the preparation that is normal for their culture, but she goes forward with faith. So before leaving, she is given a blessing. And in this blessing, she's told she will be the mother of thousands of millions. Can you imagine getting a blessing with those words? Billions of people, basically, right? She is told she'll be the mother of billions. I just can't even imagine. I'm sure that was shocking. And so she goes and she meets Isaac and they are in love and they have a good life. So a while later, we find out that Rebecca struggles to have children, which is so interesting because Sarah struggled that same way, her mother-in-law. And so eventually she does get pregnant. And as she's pregnant, she feels a wrestle within her. And she is worried she is going to lose this baby. And usually during this time, it's more typical that women would go to their husbands for a prayer and things like that. But she decides just to, just to go and herself for this so in chapter 25 verse 22 and I'm going to read a couple verses here and the children struggled together within her and she said if it be so why am I thus so if I'm supposed to have children why am I feeling this wrestle and she went to inquire of the Lord I love that she went to the Lord and the Lord said unto her two nations are in thy womb and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. So she has these two boys, and she is told her personal revelation is that the elder shall serve the younger. And I wonder if she was confused by that for a little while. And so she has these boys and it says that Jacob, Isaac loved Esau and 
of Rebecca loved Jacob. And I think that's interesting that they were a little bit divided that way and that it would say like, Isaac likes his son and Rebecca likes his son. Anyways, it's just kind of interesting. So then we read about Esau and Isaac and the birthright being sold and Esau is just hungry and he wants some soup that Isaac is making and Isaac's like, give me your birthright. And it's kind of this interesting situation. So Esau ends up selling his birthright for a bowl of soup because he's really hungry. And so then in chapter 26, um, it ends with Esau marrying someone that the footnotes say it's an interfaith marriage. And in verse 35 of chapter 26, it says, which were, were a grief of mind to Isaac and Rebekah. So grief of mind means great sorrow. So Jacob and Rebekah see that this marriage, it caused them sorrow because that meant that this covenant that had been guarded and passed down was was compromised. The house of Israel, right, that we talked about, Rebecca, it was her responsibility to help keep that. And I think that's why it caused great sorrow for them. So at the beginning of chapter 27, we find out that Isaac is old and that he is blind, which makes sense because we... Um, so it says in verse 25, after the boys are born, that Isaac was three score years old. So he was around 60. And then in this chapter where it says Esau is married, it says he's 40 years old. So that means Jacob would be around 100. And he lived a while after that. Uh, I want to say to like around 130. I didn't mark it down or write it down. But so he is old and he is blind and... Rebecca knows that Isaac is the one that is supposed to have this birthright. She received that revelation when she was pregnant with these two boys, and she was told that the elder shall serve the younger. She knew if Esau received the birthright, since he had an interfaith marriage, so the Abrahamic promises that she was trying so hard to keep with Isaac may not be taught or continued as they needed to be. So I think Rebecca was doing her best to act on revelation and the faith as she told Jacob to tell his father that he was Esau. And several times in this chapter, she says, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. So she was there. She was there helping him and walking beside him and telling him what to do or maybe showing him because Isaac couldn't see. Uh, so Isaac ends up with uh, giving Jacob the birthright. And Isaac had a right to revoke that blessing from Jacob once he found out what had happened. But it almost seems like Isaac realized and kind of came around to the idea that the birthright really needed to be with Jacob and not with Esau. And so he wanted a blessing though. He comes back from hunting and finds out what happened and he wants a blessing. And he just says, hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? He just wanted a blessing also. And so he gets one. But he is angry because it's different than Jacob's. It's not Jacob's blessing. And so he decides he's going to kill Jacob. And Rebecca sends him away. In verse 46 of Genesis 27, she says, 
And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do? So she says again in verse 43, Obey my voice, flee thou to my brother Laban's house. So she tells Jacob to escape to Laban's house, and Laban's the one that came and helped with the camels and um, helped give her a blessing before she left to, to go meet Isaac. And these women of Heth, the daughters of Heth that she talks about, that's who Esau married, and she was worried about that. She was worried that that covenant would be broken. So Rebecca sends Jacob away to her brother's house to find a wife, and she doesn't know if she will ever see him again. She did not want to lose both of her sons. And so we never hear any more about if they were reunited, if Rebecca got to see Jacob again and meet his wife or anything like that. So what can we learn about the Lord's love for us from Rebecca's story? I feel like there's so much we can learn from Rebecca. Great things come when we do our best to follow the Spirit, right? So she starts her day off going to the well and offering service. Service obviously is a great lesson we can learn, but when we're willing to follow the Spirit, follow any good thought and help and strengthen other people, the Lord will bless us in return. The next lesson we learn from Rebecca is be willing to go. I love, I love that we have this example of, I will go. And she said, I will go. She was willing to do something hard, something different, something that broke the traditions of her fathers or how they, how they did things because she knew that it was important that she go with the servant so be willing to go and do as directed by the Spirit in our lives. When you have a wrestle within you, maybe not physical with twin babies like she did, but when you have a wrestle within you, go to the Lord. When you have a wrestle within you, when you have a doubt, when you have a question, go to the Lord. Go to the scriptures. Go to conference talks. Go to the Lord and he will help you with your wrestle. Even when it's hard, we need to follow through with, with the revelation that we've received in our lives. She knew that Jacob was the one that needed to have that birthright. And it seems a little deceiving when you're reading it. Like, why is she going behind his back and doing this? But I think it's because she knew. She had received that revelation before these boys were born. And she knew what needed to happen. And Isaac wasn't as sure, I think. He hadn't received that. And I think after it all transpired, he did see that that was how it needed to be. And so even when it's hard, we need to follow through with our personal revelation. And as we do that, we will be helped to be able to know what the best course is and how to do things. And paths will open. And if we're going down a path we shouldn't be going down, we will be stopped. 
because he will guide us and he will help us in our lives just like he did in Rebecca's story. And I just think she is a beautiful example of a covenant-keeping woman who wanted to do her best to serve and help others and she was kind and she wanted to be a servant. She wanted to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and I think she does that in her life. She wanted to do what was good and right. And I think as we strive to do what is good in our lives, we will feel his love for us and see the blessings that he can pour out to us when we make hard decisions to move forward and say, I will go. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're willing to help me out and you love today's episode, please share it with a friend. Leaving a review is actually extremely helpful as well and allows other people to find the podcast. So if you are enjoying listening, please leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, today you are enough.